There you go. Okay, so um, let's quickly review our discussion. We were looking at a unique insight, a principle that was developed by Ramosha Cordovero uh, using uh, or trying to make Kabbalah uh, somewhat user-friendly. And um, this is what this is what he do- what he does. So we uh, we said we said like this when uh, when the Torah describes man as being created in the image of Hashem, uh, it refers to the spiritual potential of of man. And our natural design as humans is to be able to do godly things. And therefore, the natural response of man to great challenges is you know i'm only human and that's a negative response because only human means to be uh godly we as humans therefore have the ability to do things that in a sense hashem hashem can do and so what hashem uh, does or is is he described to moshe Rabbeinu, uh, in the 13 principles of mercy that this is what a human in uh, in god's image can and must know about hashem uh, in order to imitate and thereby achieve the ultimate in uh, godly human behavior. So Rabbi Yochanan taught us as follows, that if we act in accordance with the 13 principles, um, if we act in accordance with them, then all will be forgiven. What is really being said is, is, is that if, if human beings act according to their design, um, you know, then it'll it'll help you. We therefore need to look at the 13 midot, understand our own design and what our behavior can become and, uh, and, and live that way. That is basically the, that's the, that's the, the, the chidush, the novel idea of, uh, you know, Ramosha Cordovero. Um, so, so again, um, what, what he interprets as happening on the mountain there in the dialogue between Hashem and Moshe Rabbeinu is, um, you know, is 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 that Hashem was commun- communicating to Moshe Rabbeinu that uh, the reason why you need to get to know a little bit about Hashem and why I'm telling you about my 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 character traits um, is in order to motivate you to realize that every human being is created in that mirror image, and so a person is fit and designed and able to emulate Hashem in. Uh, in, in, in the way that he in the way that he lives uh, and when that when that happens um a person improves and uh forgives so this is um again this is the the whole he built a whole entire well, he wrote a whole entire book and built a whole entire approach to how man uh, needs to behave based on how we understand uh what Hashem let us into and that is his, uh, you know, his 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 character traits, and they were they were defined as these thirteen attributes of, uh, you know, of 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 mercy. Um, so this is basically um, the main concept that Ramosha Cordovero introduced, and um, I was going to just try and show you uh, or, or give you um, a little bit of an insight into into uh, one of these, uh, you know, one of these approaches. In other words, let's take. One particular, one particular mida, one particular character trait, which Hashem describes him out of the thir- himself out of out of the thirteen, and then let's see where that, you know, how Rav Moshe Kodavero takes that and uses that to uh, 
to motivate a certain ethical um, uh, pattern of behavior within the, the human experience. So this is this is what happens when we look at uh, when we look at the the way that the Torah communicates to us uh, these these thirteen uh, midot. What we see is as follows: we know them quite well. We sing them on uh, on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, on, on, on Yom Kippur sorry, uh, and they they start off. Hashem, Hashem, Kel Rachum uh, You know, God, oh God, the 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 God of mercy, uh, etc. That they all very that we understand what they sort of say, but what what does it really mean? What does each one of the, what each of those names really mean? So when you open up the when you look at the first two, you've got the word Hashem, and then it's repeated again, Hashem, 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 Kel Rachum Bechanun. Why, why is that? Um, why is that concept of God, whatever that word God means, why, why is it repeated twice? So Rabbi Yochanan tells us that uh, Hashem says as follows: Rabbi Yochanan in the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, he tells us uh, what the, what it means is Anihu Anihu Koidem I'm I'm God uh, in this particular state of being. Uh, I'm here before you sin. Um, and it's me, and I'm also here, you know, after you after you sin and uh, and repent. So again, let's just work out what this is what this is saying to us. So Tosfo said like this. Uh, the Bala Tosfot Rashi's grandchildren, Rabbi Nutam, he, he writes as follows. That the two names, the two first names out of the thirteen, um, they are they represent two character traits of of God. These are two midot, even though they're the same word, Hashem Hashem, but they the, the two, they're the first two character traits, you know, of uh, of 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 God. Now, how do we how do we understand this? So it says like this. Um, the, the the two are actually uh the, the the fact that Hashem is the same before one sins and is there when after one sins um this is a, a kind of a you know a re, a real a real message which means like this you know I'm 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 God who uh who who's who's merciful you know before you sin and I'm Hashem who's merciful you know after after you sin now, what does that mean? He says, even though Hashem knows that you're going to sin, even though technically I had, I had, I haven't sinned yet, um, but there's potential for me to sin, and a human being is generally, you know, pulled down that way. Uh, he has to have mercy on us before we actually do the sin. Um, and other, in other words, um, it it specifically refers to a person before he sins. Um, and and uh, he tells us that he knows that the nature of a of a human being uh, is such that he's going to struggle, um, you know, with uh, you know with with the concept of sin um, as he's created as a as a as a physical uh, being. So so what happens is is that when uh, when we start when we start to do tshuva, um, we we first re recognize that Hashem is. Uh, is a king who, if we sing, if we sin, becomes a king who's an insulted king. 
um, but he's got a tremendous amount of, of, you know, he's got to tolerate. In order for Hashem to allow us as human beings to exist, Hashem will become insulted when we sin, but he has to, he has to, he has to uh, tolerate, um, you know, our, our uh, offense, so to speak. So when we say that our Kosh Baruch Hu, uh, has, is, a, is a God of mercy, what's the first expression of mercy, you know, all about? In, and, and that is that, that Akosh Baruch Hu has to tolerate human beings. Uh, he knows whatever's going to happen. To us, we've got uh, past, present, and future, but to Akosh Baruch Hu, it's, it's all one thing. So he actually, he, he knows in a sense, this becomes a, a philosophical issue about predetermination, but leave it for a second. But Hashem knows what's going to happen. And since nothing is, is hidden from him, Hashem knows everything that's going to happen at every moment. And therefore, um, what Akosh Baruch Hu has done is, on the one hand, he's empowered a human being with, with all of our energies and our koach. So God creates a human being with all of our potential, uh, you know, good and bad, with all of our energies and strengths. And he and he and he sets us into this world to try and struggle uh, against our uh, our Yitzhahora and come out the other end. But Akosh Baruch Hu knows that the minute he sets us loose, um, uh, he he knows everything everything that's going to happen. So Hashem has put himself in a position where he's given everything he can for a human being to succeed, and at the same time he's got to be ready to to be tolerant if a human being. Um, you know, uh, mess, messes up, and um, and, and the messing up has is, is got kind of like a it's not just that we weren't able to achieve what we were meant to do, but we've insulted Akosh Baruch Hu in the sense that we've taken every bit of energy and koyach that uh, that Hashem gave us and we throw it back in his face by using it, um, to sin, and and that becomes that's a real insult. In other words, where, where are we getting the energy uh, to, to sin from? Where, where do we get the energy to exist from Hashem to do what we were created for? And, um, and, and what do we do? We take not our energy, but this energy is Hashem's energy. So we take Hashem's energy and we use it against Him. That's, that's the human condition that Hashem has created. That, that's, a, that's, a real, that's a real insult. You know, it's like uh, getting paid by a company and then sitting in their office and using all its resources, um, you know, to hurt the company. You know, so you, you start, uh, you know, you start uh, investing in the competition, you know, with, with, uh, with the resources that the original company gave you, you know, to, uh, to function. You know, so it's one thing when you, when you do it in your spare time, but to sit in the actual office of the company that's employed you to undermine the company itself, that's a that's a that's a chutzpah on steroids. Um, and this is and this is uh, you know this is like having this is like having a a, a a guest in your house who who's given you know you you invite them in and they they stay with you let's say for for a week and. Uh, the 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 guest then allows allows finds his buddies who are ganovim and he allows them he tells them the combination of how to get into the house 
you know, you undermine the very uh, entity that, that gave you Koya. Um, so this is exactly Hashem's position. You know, that's exactly what happens. Um, you know, and you ask Hashem, you know, Hashem creates us, gives us all the Koyach. We then all use that Koyach to undermine Akosh Baruch So this is exactly what we call biting the hand that feeds you. That's a whole, it gives it a whole new meaning. And so therefore Hashem is, is, is defined as this God who is an insulted and offended uh, being when a, when a human, when a human, uh, when a human being sins. Um, so, so if, if this is exactly what, what happens, so at the very moment um, that a person sins, um, what, what should exactly, what should be the result? You know, what, what should be the result to somebody who takes all the chesed that you've been given and use it to undermine the very person who's, 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 who, uh, who's given you that, that chesed? Well, the very least you can expect from, uh, if this happens in a, in a human being scenario, it, it would be right at that point in time for Hashem to cut the entire source of energy off completely. The moment that you sin and you recognize the fact that you've, you know, Hashem's in this position, you sin, you, you can only exist because of Hashem's gift to you of life. And you use that gift of life, at, you know, to, so to speak, spit back in the, in, in the face of Akosh Baruch Hu. Uh, you should expect that uh, Hashem would say, okay, um, you've taken the very uh, energy I've given you and used it against me. I'm going to cut it off. I'm going to cut off the, I'm going to cut off the source of energy. And, they, and this, is what the, this is what it means when you see in the writings of the, of the Gomorrah and Midrash Agaratas where they say that really a person should, should completely uh, cease to exist, you know, be wiped out completely the minute you start to sin. Now, it's not because so much, uh, it's not just because there's a punishment that you deserve to lose the right to live, but it's, it's, it's from the very essence of the position that you're in. You know, you're getting energy, you're getting, you're getting uh, koyach to live um, from a particular source, that's Hashem. And then you're coming along and you're insulting Akosh Baruch Hu by using that very koyach to, to sin. The reaction should be, okay, that's an equation which is unethical. Switch it off. Um, but, but what happens over here is Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu that even though this is true, even though I've created the world of humanity, and I know as a result that this is going to take place. Uh, this meaning that, that, that the average human being is going to sin. And the sin, therefore, is one of the biggest insults that can be hurled at me. But nevertheless, you know, I, I, am, a, I am God who will still be around. I'm God. I'm not going away. Meaning that I will be able to learn. I, I Hashem, are able to take the insult. And I will continue to provide the source of life to, to humankind, despite the fact that I've been insulted in, in, such, a, in such a way. Um, that's what Hashem is saying about the world that he's created. So when, when the very first Midah, so if you want to know, if we start to analyze, what's that first statement when Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, the 13 um, um, attributes of mercy, the first one is the word Hashem. Hashem. And, and Rabbi Yochanan in the Gemara interprets it that to mean, what is that first statement of I am Hashem saying? It means that 
I'm Hashem who exists before you sin, but knowing that you have the potential to sin and the probability of sinning because you're a physical human being. And knowing that you have the potential and probability of sinning, I'm going to put myself in a position that really, as far as ethics are concerned, the minute you sin, I should wipe you out because the very energy that I gave you and that you used to sin is an insult to me because the only reason you exist is because I give you existence and you use your existence to insult me. You should be wiped out right there and then. But the first midday is no. I'm Hashem, despite that equation, and I'm a Baruch Hu who's sovel. Sovel means I am. I tolerate, you know, um, this actual insult of of humanity that I've created when they use the strength that I've given them to actually go against the person who gave them the strength in the in the first place. And not only that, I'm here to help you rehabilitate, and so. I will continue to give you uh, life and strength, um, even even more than you had before. So if you you want to you want to come back and you want to repent, you'll have the strength. Uh, you'll have the strength uh, to do that, uh, and and thereby I, I give you the gift of of uh, of free will to be able to try and struggle against your internal drives, which are challenge you. You know at um, at, at every at every moment so this is what is sort of like uh, invested in that first expression of the name of Hashem Hashem is above space and time Hashem therefore knows everything Hashem knows the condition of the human being that he's created and 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 by knowing all of that Hashem knows the concept of sin he also knows the potential to do tshuva to repent and even though that presents an ethical problem, an insult of note, Akush Baruch Hu still remains committed to to the the um, to the person. So don't think for a, a moment that Hashem isn't able to stop the energy from from reaching us, can wipe us out in a second. If Hashem wanted to, everything could uh, a person could return to dust the minute that you insult Akush Baruch Hu, you know, on uh, on this level. Hashem could simply say to us, you know, go and find your own koyach, your own energy source um, to exist. Don't come to me. Yet Hashem never stops giving energy because of this. Um, Hashem tolerates. This is uh, this is the greatest expression of tolerance that that exists in uh, in the world of, of of philosophy. And this is what um, this is the first name of Hashem. That is is there communicating this concept. I'm a God aware of the nature of humanity that I've created. I'm aware of the insult that will come as a result of human beings doing the wrong thing. And nevertheless, I'm committed to not destroying you, but allowing a person to use their free choice to to, to try and improve the position that that they that they're in. That's the unpacking of the layers of that first name of Hashem, uh, when Rabbi Yochanan describes it in the Gemara as, I am God who's not going to disappear. I'm here before you even sin. This is the, you know, this is the, um, this is the way he understands the, this, this statement of what Hashem is trying to say, you know, in, uh, 
in the first expression of the first of the 13 attributes of mercy. The mercy of HaKosh Baruch Hu is, the very first act of mercy is to be tolerant um, of people who insult you by using the very energy you gave them, you know, to, to rebel, to rebel against you. And um, this is, uh, this is actually the, the, the interesting message. Now we've understood it, you know, uh, philosophically, um, what Akash what Baruch means over here. But now let's go back to the original principle of Moshe Cordovero. He says by understanding how Hashem operates to a very small degree. How do we understand it? Hashem communicates to Moshe Rabbeinu that this is, this is what I'm, I'm teaching you over here. What, so now we have to take what Hashem taught Moshe Rabbeinu about God himself, that God's position is a, a tremendous philosophical challenge, an ethical challenge to be uh, so tolerant, so tolerant um, in the eyes of the greatest chutzpah. And if Akush Baruch Hu does this, if this, is what, if this is how Hashem works, the whole purpose of all, all of these 13 principles of mercy, these midot, the reason that I'm teaching you to them is because once you know that I act like this and the principle is of existence that you have to imitate what I do, you know, this is exactly the, the midah, this is exactly how human beings are supposed to are supposed to behave. In other words, this is not theology to know exactly what, just to know what the attribute of mercy is of God, that he's a tolerant God. And we just look at God and say, ah, oh, you God the merciful. You know, now that you know, the reason why Hashem let you in to, to understand one of the great expressions of godliness that uh, exists by creating the human condition, and that is to tolerate insults this is this is now a message to the human being that the first thing a human being has to work on, uh, the first the first um, midah that a human being has to work on themselves, is that if we are by extension um, an extension of God Himself, we are created in God's image, and part of God's image is the ability to tolerate insult, and human beings have to learn to tolerate insult insult as well. And not only learn to do it, we have to realize that we have the ability to do this. So Hashem comes along and says, in the words of Ramosha Cordovero, you know, I'm Hashem before you sinned. What does that mean? You know, that, that there are two kinds of, of mercy, you know, a response to the person who's standing in front of me, uh, you know, that's, 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 and recognizing what's happened over here with this person. And uh, there is a, 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 a mercy that exists in the essence of who, you know, Hashem is in and of himself. So there's God continued to, to exist uh, with this midah and how a human being as a result survives um, as, as a result. So how, is this, uh, how, how does this play out in, uh, in, in, in action itself? So you got, let's give some of the examples that we had. You know, if, a family, uh, a, a WhatsApp go, goes out to everybody saying there's a family in need. Okay, they've been evicted from their home and they can somebody host them. So, you know, you put up your hand and you say, yeah, 
Bracasha. You know, come come in and and stay for a while until you can get you know back on your feet, and you offer them you know um, board and lodging. That's you know fine. Come in. Now that is having rachamim. That's having mercy on a on a, on a set of people who who are are suffering, right? Um, it's it's a it's it's a there's a there's a kind of a relationship over here that you've decided to enter into. Um, we we feel that we have a a responsibility to to uh, to human beings to people, and so the first is that the the balabai to the family they they uh, they they bring in they bring poor people into their into their home, and the first thing they're doing by that is um, to alleviate you know their pain, but at the same time. A sensitive person also feels pain for that individual. And so doing a chesed, you know, helps the pain of the people that you're dealing with. And it also helps you as an ethical person to get involved in uh, in the equation. You can't you can't stand by and watch the situation unfold without uh, without trying to to help. You know, you you're the type of person is a good person and you wouldn't be able to sleep if uh, you were decent human beings. So. The first thing in the relationship is that you know you are you are doing this as a merciful uh, person. So you're doing something for yourself as well by getting involved in uh, in this in this relationship. Okay, good. So what happens? What happens now? You bring the people into your home, and um, and they and they they start to exist with you for a while. Now what unfolds is the guests now. Um, you know, start to complain. They're not. They're not happy. You know, you come and ask them, "Is everything okay?" And they don't say, "Yeah, thank you so much. We can't believe you've uh, extended yourself like this." Now they start to complain. They don't like the food you're serving, serving them. You know, I don't know. You, the first meal you gave them was uh, leftovers from Shabbos. You know, I want fresh. Now, now the chutzpah begins, right? Uh, now this now starts to to really test you, you know, so you think you're a, a hospitable person. Um, well, your hospitality extends and is motivated by, you know, by the goodness that you have within your personality. But the minute the guests start to, you know, become really chutzpahdik, you know, so you have somebody who says, um, just do me a favor, can you, can you call your daughter to come along and, on all my shirts. Now all of a sudden now there's a line that that you're starting to cross over here. You know? So um on the one hand, you've demonstrated that you're a good person, you have mercy, you have compassion, because you know you've invited them in. So you've been you'd say, you know, you've fulfilled your heel, you've fulfilled your obligation. Now the question is, okay, am I going to act in a godly fashion you know so this is uh you know this is exactly what uh what what the test is now how far can you push yourself to act in a way that Akush Baruch Hu acts you know um there's a there's a, a fantastic uh uh a line that uh the Gary River once set out he says that um you know he says he says over to the guest who's like this. He says, you know, what, you know, why do you hate me? I never did anything for you. 
You know, it's kind of like, you know, like a kind of a sarcastic thing to human beings who one human being hates another human being or dislikes, you know, why do you hate me? I didn't do anything for you. Most people are so in, ungrateful that, you know, if they if you do something for them, they start to have complaints. So if I'm really a person of compassion, you know, that's not a response to the person in front of me. That, you know, that's my essence. The test will be when you don't deserve the chesed. If I do give chesed, even if they don't deserve it, then, you know, then then that's the real essence of godliness that exists uh, within, within in you as a human being. So if we want to be compassionate in a godly fashion, it goes above what you, what you normally do as a compassionate person, which uh, allows you to enter comfortably, let's say, into an equation where you are yourself giving because you're a merciful person and you, you can't sleep unless you do something. But at the, at, at the end of the, that equation, you're still comfortable that uh, what, you, what, you, what you gave away, you know, was, was received well. But when you have to deal with people that even though you give them, they come back with an insult, um, that, that is very, very difficult. That's very, very difficult. This becomes a kind of level of uh, of compassion that a human being needs to needs to develop if they really want to be uh, start to get to a godly level of of compassion. It's very it's 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 very difficult to deal with this. Um, common sense would tell you that this this relationship is crazy. It's sort of like it starts to it starts to move into the area of of abuse. Um, and this is very careful. This is very tricky because a person, on the other hand, does not does not need to allow themselves to be abused. You know, it, it's a it's a real question. You know, you have to create this balance. So, so um, this is exactly what Hashem is trying to say to us: that you know, real godly chesed is is like this. Hashem, Hashem, the first two names of God. So what's Hashem saying? I have the same, I'm God. I have the same degree of compassion before you came to, to the door, before you had the chutzpah, and after you had the chutzpah, and, and bit the hand that fed you. You know, I'm Hashem, the same Hashem. When you asked for help and you came, and, you know, and, and, and after you insulted me. Says the the prophet, "Ani Hashem Roshaniti, Ah, I'm God who never who never changed. I don't change," says Hashem. You know, you know, Hashem is basically saying to us, "This is the level of 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 mercy and compassion that is on a godly level. This is like unbelievable level of 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 chesed, right? This is the, you know, what this this is what this is what it's all about now." You know why do you why do you need two two expressions of Hashem? What do you need mercy or compassion before before the person sins? So the so Ramosha is teaching us it's not that you need the compassion the mercy it's that I have mercy that's the essence of what I am. You know I'm part of my essence is to be merciful. That that's what Hashem is teaching us. It's not going to go up or down according to what the recipient needs 
you know, um, or, or, or says or does or, or violates. Being compassionate is who Hashem is in, as part of as part of uh, his essence. You know, so so this is so now. But I'm also Hashem who will act as if I haven't changed, even after you have dished out to me uh, a, a level of of insult. And so um, this this is what the major Jewish philosophers are are trying to say in other in other shapes or forms. So the Rambam, for example, says in the, the Guide to the Perplexed, he says uh, the tachlis of of the human being, you know, the tachlis of the purpose of a human being, you know, is ha'hidamut bo yitaleh. Ahidamut means the imitation of God Himself. Right? The, the ultimate purpose of man is to be like Hashem, you know, according to our to our potential. You know, this is this is what they call in, in fancy philosoph philosophical speak. They say imitatio uh, dei, which means that, that you know to actually to 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 imitate to imitate uh, God. And 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 therefore, when we uh, when we sort of enter into the world of compassion, this is sometimes what is needed. One has to be very careful. But we, you know, we we are given the opportunity, especially when bringing up children. We are given the opportunity to actually see through the institution of family, you know, this concept of compassion you know start to 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 be effective because there'll be many a time when you have kids that insult you you know you you know you go out there you know to to um to generate the finance that's gonna that's gonna feed everybody that's gonna house everybody that's gonna educate everybody that's gonna entertain everybody you know that's what that's what uh you know the Abba and the Ima do, and then and you and you build a house, a warm home, etc. And then you've got to contend, you know, with the insult. The insult is is when you know kids violate your trust, or they that you know they go against the values that you hold dear, and and then you have to work out, okay, what am I going to do, and when does it, you know, when when do I need to use the, you know, when do I need to to, to punish when do I need to react and when do I need to still be there so it's interesting how uh, the concept of, of of family it's it's a it's a theory that um that I've often spoken about and that is that every relationship that exists within our um within our experience our human experience whether it's children to parents and vice versa you know grandparenthood um siblinghood Spasud, uh, every relationship that exists has has um, is is there to to uh, to give us the opportunity to exercise godly principles and teach us how to do them. And it's uh, the, the the institution of family is very valuable because you almost don't you're given like a head start in how to develop you know the 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 character traits of a of an ethical ethically refined person because you almost you know you almost can't say no 
to being more compassionate with your family, you know, it comes naturally to you. But it puts you in this position to practice. Oh, my God, does it put you in this position? So the question is, you know, do you come along and say to your kid, the very first time they violate something, okay, that's it, out the house you go. You know, you turn off you turn off uh, every bit of existence. Or do you have to dig deep and say, oh, yeah, 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 I've got to deal with this now. On the one hand, I've got to demonstrate that what the child did was 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 wrong, and if the child continues to do this, um, they're going to develop into a a uh, you know a difficult uh, a person who behaves incorrectly, an unethical person can't have that. So there's got to be a kind of a there's got to be a kind of a reaction. I mean, such a knee in order to build the person and to try and uh, allow them to feel that not every time they do something wrong, they're going to get their hand chopped off. You you got you got to dig deep to find the chesed that. Is uh, is what we call godly t- levels of toleration. Um, this is what you have to find, and I and I believe that well, we're going to suggest that this is the perfect uh, scenario in which Hashem put us in order to learn this very first character trait of of a, of a Kosh Baruch Hu. Hashem says, you know, I'm your Abba before you sin, because being an Abba is part of the essence of of an of a of a of a good a good result in the human experience and i'm an abba after you sin even though you dished up chutzpah to me i'm still not chucking you out i'm still continue continuing to house you and to feed you and to educate you uh, so being a parent in in my humble opinion yeah is the classic is the classic um understanding of of why we refer to you know to hashem as as a parent you know we that relationship is uniquely punctuated by uh, by uh, aspects of compassion, which are which are, are very are very un- are very unique, and uh, and therefore it's a it's a it's a this midah this uh, character trait that um, we are learning about uh, you know we are learning it as a result as an as an as an intellectual exercise analyzing. You know God's character traits, but we're learning them in order to make them to use them as 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 as, as gardens for human beings, and um, and and when we start when we have the feeling that we want to really discipline, it's it's true we need to discipline. We have to learn how to do that. Hashem disciplines us too, so we have to learn to discipline as well. But at the same time, we cannot be we cannot turn off the supply of 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 compassion of goodness. You know, at the very first experience of chutzpah, if you do that, no one can blame you because that's a a, a human instinct, instinctual um, you know reaction. But but if you want to be godly, and you want to be a person of true compassion, you know, you've got to you've got to invite people into your homes for a meal, even those people that you don't really like. You know that that's kind of that's kind of like where it goes. You can have a, you can have access to people all over the community, but it's it's lovely to to invite the people in that are easy to talk to. But when you invite people or are open to invite people that you don't even know and that you don't even gel with and you don't even you know you're not having a fight with them. It's just it's not your comfort zone. You know it's it's that it's. That kind of chesed, 
that that is really godly um and it goes past a level where as you can see from how we're describing it which uh which which really is what hashem does for us so when you want a motivation to say to yourselves okay i, I want to do a chesed you know for for a person you know for uh you know for somebody who's you know or, or people who haven't acted correctly and somebody asks you i don't know you know last night i was actually uh approached to 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 uh help find uh funds for for somebody who's you know who's about to go bankrupt so can you can we can we help save them so you know now th this is a this is a real challenge anybody who's who's been in that position where you're trying to you know fundraise for people you know so that I, i've done you know i've had experience with this so you you say okay you know what i'll take it on as it's a docker project right so that's the first act of chesed okay let's 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 try and help then you sit in you got to go and phone people and then the person on the other side is going to say to you well how do you know this person is is honest maybe maybe it's maybe there's just nowhere to fix us maybe it's a i'm throwing money into a black hole um and i'm gonna have to say look the truth is i don't know i, I don't i don't how do i know how do i know this to be true I've never met. I've never met the person in my life. I said I've just been asked to help. What what do I do? So it's like, what do I do, and what do you do? You know, this is kind of a you know. So many a time, the first the first thing that happens, the first I guess natural reaction to a person who's being asked to to invest money to help somebody out of a out of a real pickle, it's almost like the first at least the way I I, I feel it. Uh, the first thing I sense is almost like the person who's in in the pickle did something really wrong, like almost offended us. And it could be that it's true. It could be that the person got into trouble because they yes did something wrong. But 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 you know what level of wrong did they do to make us feel that we should complete we we deserve not to help them? It's it's a real it's a real challenge for for everybody. It's a challenge. I'm not even saying that. I have the full answer. All I'm saying is that if you want to be a person who is uh, exercising the the image of Hashem that exists within you, you've got to you've got to dig deep in these kind of in these kind of equations because Hashem is putting us here for that very purpose. Hashem is creating an equation where somebody suffers in order to redeem those who need to become compassionate. So often, often, often a person can, you know, get into a business which is uh, a completely ethical, worthwhile uh, enterprise, and that enterprise can can either go, you know, can go north or south. It can succeed or it can fall. So when it falls, so so what happened? Okay, is it mismanagement? Is it theft or corruption? Or is it just, you know, bad muzzle? You know, just Hashem just didn't for whatever reason didn't allow it to succeed so when that person now comes for some help you you've, you've got to like dig deep and say you know even if am i really insulted by this person's status of of trouble maybe let's see so the so the person on the other end of the phone can say to me well i'll tell you what why don't you go and 
uh, meet the person, go and, go and suss out exactly what you can find, and you know, get somebody to vouch for that person that 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 you know that deep down the person is, is a straight and honest person, and um, and then maybe I'll think about it. So I say, well, why don't why don't we meet? I, I'm I'm in no better position than you are. You know, let's let's meet the person, and you make your own impression, and I'll also make an impression. See what happens. Let's try and investigate what happens. So okay, so you do. You go and you investigate, and and you can and you come out and you say, well, this is a this is a bigger problem than I thought. Meaning, it's going to take a lot of people to get involved over here. So you know, can we trust the person that when we get involved, they won't violate and go and you know overspend somewhere? Let's say you say, well, we, how do we know? We don't know. So we we put in some money, and then we, we then we start to try and say that well, we we see something that we don't like. Um, you know, do we go straight away and say we're going to cut it off completely? Because I mean, how does a human being who's trying to rebuild themselves, you know, act in a perfect manner? You know, when you're in trouble, it's hard to act in a perfect manner. You know, so there's got to be a real balance. But, but one thing is for certain, if you allow the natural uh, tendency of human beings to, yes, be decent, and therefore at least contemplate getting involved to help, you know, um, if you really want to have a high level of compassion, a godly level of compassion, you've got to allow people, you know, room for error. Even when they're relying on your donation, on your, you know, on your tzedakah. Because no human is going to be perfect. And that's, I think, the major principle over here that uh, we can extract from, uh, from this, um, this approach. Number one, Ramosha Cordovero, uh, as, as many others have said before him, you know, the, the, the ultimate purpose of man, says the Rambam, is to imitate God. But he, but he adds a real insight into this concept. You know, we, we, we know from the, from the words of the Midrash, just as Hashem, you know, uh, looks after people who are struggling and allows them respite, so we have to do the same. You know, Hashem uh, cures the sick, we have to do our bit. Hashem uh, feeds the poor, we have to do our bit. Hashem buries the dead, we have to do this. We, we know that we know that principle of of imitating Akosh Baruch Va'alachta bidrachav is the words in the Torah that you shall follow in uh, in His ways. That's a Torah principle, you know, that's been that's that's been spoken of from the minute it was given to Moshe at Sinai. What Ramosha Cordovero is doing is to say as follows that the world of Kabbalah will develop a system which will look to investigate on a deeper level as possible how what what part of Hashem of Hashem's expression, you know runs runs the world and makes the world go and we will we will investigate that and part of investigating it is like what does hashem look like you know and we, we we're looking to understand what hashem looks like now you'll say well it's impossible well yes it's 95 percent impossible but there's a five percent view that has that has been gifted to human beings and that five percent view of what hashem really looks like was given to Moshe Rabbeinu and given, therefore, to human beings to study. So let's look deeply into what this means and figure out 
what Hashem wanted from us by exposing us to that 5% viewpoint. And Hashem gives it up, gives it to us in the most cryptic manner possible. Uh, it's summarized in, in one, in, in, you know, in one or two words per character trait. And, um, but we then have to use our, our, our heads to break our heads on what does each one of those character traits uh, have to teach us. And so, you know, Rav Moshe Cordovero's Chidush, his novel, uh, you know, insight is, is this issue. He's taking a well-known principle to imitate God and then applying it, you know, to this very insightful approach to Hashem's communication with Moshe Rabbeinu on the mountain. And he looks at all the character traits of what Hashem looks like, so to speak. And they develop an entire system of, of how Hashem balances these various character traits that, 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 that are needed in the world. Balance is, the, balance is almost the key. It's like your body, your body is created with the right and the left. Our body, if the body functions well, there's a, there's a, there's a, a really good balance in a, in a blessed, healthy, healthy body and mind. There's a, there's a balance. Um, and, and you might say, well, yeah, but, you know, is there, is your, are you right-handed? Yes, I'm right-handed. So in every human being, there's, there's almost in every human being, I would say, one hand is stronger than the other, and most people are right-handed. The idea behind it is, is that at, when you look at right-hand, left-hand, and right-hand is stronger than left-hand, you'd say, oh, that's an imbalance. Well, you say, well, you know, I guess in an, object, in an objective way, there's an imbalance. But on the ethical number line, that's a real balance because there needs to be more chesed than din. There needs to be more compassion you know, then discipline in order to create a balanced child and a balanced existence. So even though it looks like on paper it's imbalanced, but on the ethical plane, it's completely balanced. So it's a very, a very complex equation. And this is exactly what, um, you know, part of, part of the systemizing of Kabbalistic study is. It's, it's to uh, use Kabbalistic principles to understand the workings of Hashem and his relationship to the human being, and then by extension to understand how the human being has to behave. And in order, in order to do that, we use metaphorical images, you know, like that of a human being. And we, we talk of, of, uh, of um, ethical principles, character traits, energies, all of that is being balanced within the existence of a human being who is really the image of Hashem. And so, in the next time, what I want to show you is I'm going to show you a picture, a kind of like a, it's a Kabbalistic graphic, which, which demonstrates the unique nature of how Hashem has created the human being with this uh, incredible concept of balance that is only balanced on an ethical plane. Um, and at the same time, that is, a, that is a mirror image of Hashem, so to speak, if such a thing could be stated, that we have a, an intellectual uh, graphic of describing the balance that HaKosh Baruch Hu wants us to see in the concept of godliness itself, so that we as human beings, if we follow that approach, we will become godly ourselves. So you've heard of all of these different spheres Sfirot, Chesed, Gevura, Tiferet, that, those are all 
those are all uh, expressions of godly character traits, which Hashem wants us to emulate. And uh, the the uniqueness of Ramosha Cordovero was to systemize an approach of how to understand what they are and how to see uh, the application of this balance. And uh, so I, I, I don't know if you, you might have seen this. Uh, you might have seen it. Uh, anybody who's, you know, maybe looked at a Kabbalistic amulet or a, you might have seen this in a Siddur, you know, some Siddurim have it, uh, you know, in the front there. But bottom line is it's, it's, a, it, it's just a graphic representation uh, which will help us in further discussions, you know, of, uh, of, this, uh, of this nature. So um, in summation, this is what, what, what he writes. Uh, he, he's written a whole book about this, uh, about this um, analysis of the 13 uh, attributes of mercy of God. We've got to get to know them so that we can actualize them ourselves too, because we are created with the potential to do so, being created in, uh, in the image of Hashem. So that, that is con, kind of like a, uh, a pricey, if you will, of this of the safer that uh, Ramosha, this book that Ramosha Cordovera wrote called the Tomer Devorah. And um and I just wanna I'll just I wanna I wanna show you this this diagram. This diagram is this graphic is one of the gonna be a very important graphic to internalize because it's going to allow us uh make it easier for you to understand future discussions on the nature of Kabbalah. And uh, we're going to we're going to you know finish off with Ramosha Cordovero next week, and then we're going to go on to uh, the Arizal, um, the famous Ariz of Yitzchak Luria, who who takes Ramosha Cordovero's system and 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 supercharges it, and um, and then and that's, that's in order to understand his contribution, Arizal's contribution, this particular graphic is going to be uh, is going to be very useful. So. Um, We'll continue next week in this vein, uh, and hopefully, um, the description of what of what's going on here has been uh, has been has been clear enough for you to appreciate. All right, Skoyach, everyone, have a great week and um, unbelievable. We'll see you. Thank, thank you, Rabbi. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you. Thanks, Rabbi. Hi, everyone. Is that when you see written you'll be cut off from your people? Yeah, the, the idea of, of current yeah. all these uh erring every day, but there's so many there that say you'll be cut off from your people. Is that your energy force that's cut off that you're talking about, or is that it's it's part of it. In other words, there's kind Doesn't of a there's a yeah there's a there's a barrier that will exist, and um it it affects the whole relationship. You you've done something that's that's so bad that even in Hashem's mercy, um it's gonna have uh, you know it's gonna have repercussions which are severe, and it's gonna take a long time to fix it. Al almost every neshama that um that may have sinned. On a on a real gross level, um, there's always there's always hope for that neshama to come right, but the journey to come right can be very complex. You know what I mean? You might not be able to do it in your lifetime. You might only be able to do it in in an, in a in a lifetime of uh, 
of a family member or of some reincarnated soul somewhere. So it's um it's a very hectic uh, way back, and that's why we need to do as much uh, introspection, you know, and at least the very least just recognize, you know, that uh, that we're so vulnerable. Um, we have to do as much as we can over here, you know, leaving that extra steps and set, sets of processes to fix ourselves, you know, to, uh, to Hashem over generations. But, uh, but yeah, that's why Karate is kind of like a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a very, very severe uh, punishment for, uh, for the, for the Neshama. You know, it's like we, we, we let you, um, you can't live at home. But I'll still help. I maybe still will help you with uh, a third of your rent, but live somewhere else. So there's kind of like a, an extension of Hashem's hand to a point. But the person at this point, until they change their ways of, of existing, can't live in the same house as everybody else. It's not good to live there. It's not good. So you you know you you've you've heard. I mean, you might have experienced this yourself or. You know, we've, we've all had these kind of scenarios that sometimes within a family, you know, you uh, you get to this point where it's better, for the, yeah, it's better for the child to live alone. You, you, you know, you, you're not kicking them out to have nothing to do with them. You, you're kicking them out or you're pushing them out um, because staying behind is more toxic. And if you would separate out, you can maybe work on it and still have points of contact. Which will, uh, you know, which will, which will pass well, as opposed to trying to fix a toxic environment from within. I think that's a scenario many, many of us are, are familiar with. But that's the kind of idea, possibly, of how to explain where, you know, this idea of courage, of cutting off, how maybe it, it's 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 applicable. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Shavuot, Okay, everyone, have a good Thank one. You. Thank uh, you. Thank you. If you want to, if you want to join us for a Yom Yerushalayim uh, uh, shiur and a lechaim, it's at the Ichukovitz's house. If you're on the JLC's various WhatsApp groups, you should have seen uh, an invitation to it um, after the communal davening. So um, you're welcome just to respond if you want to come. It won't be too long, but it'll be a nice opportunity to have. Something about Yerushalayim. To hear something about Yerushalayim. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. 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 Thank you.